What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Mars. You listen to the Rims Nest Podcast, episode 47, segment two. Uh, so I had a little pause in between the segments. I don't like doing that, but I had a few things that I had to take care of, you know, obviously work and stuff. So um, I'm recording this on Friday night. Um, like I said, I already put out the first segment about, uh, Leva put it out yesterday, which I recorded that, you know, early in the week, but, uh, this, I'm pretty much dedicating this whole segment to basically, um, you know, keeping up, uh, an update on the high school basketball season throughout all this, all the, um, New England, New England region, you got, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, we'll start with those two to start out, um, and then probably New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Maine to end the night, uh, so sit tight, it's going to be a lot of info, because I'm pretty much just going to review, you know, just basically kind of have a short review of each team or the top teams that have definitely really, have been really good this season. Because we only got about a month left. Um, we pretty much entered the month of February. So it's just about a month left. And then, which a lot of teams have been wrapping up. Uh, you look at the main season, they got only a few games left. I think the Massachusetts uh, season is, they're probably going to end probably at the latest, you know, the end of the month. So everything's going to wrap up in mid-February to late February. So pretty much gear up for the playoffs and the seeding and all that. So these games are crucial. Uh, January kind of is the separating month for, for high school basketball. Um, you got November, uh, it starts all in November, November, and then December. Um, that pretty much, you know, gets, you know, you play your non-conference schedule in those, in those months. Then you go into January and then you start playing your conference and league schedule. So this is like where it gets, you get really good games this month and it gets, you see a lot of great, um, see a lot of great effort and 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 talent from a lot of these teams and and more of the grittier games around in this month because a lot of these teams are familiar with these with these teams playing against each other in previous seasons, especially when you're playing against the league teams or the pre- uh, their their conference schedule. So it's gonna it's gonna be fun to kind of. You know, see what happens and see how the season's gonna wrap up at this upcoming month. But gonna pretty much review the January and, and kind of put you guys, um, we'll pretty much catch you guys up to what's going on right now. All right, so we'll start with Massachusetts to wrap uh, to start things off. Um, we're gonna take a look at my um, Rims and Nets top ten ranking for for Mass to start it off. Just give me a sec. But I will be uh, putting out another uh, ranking for February. So look out for that on the website. Um, If you don't know it already, it's uh, rimsandnets.com. R-I-M-S. Double N-E-T-S dot com. Just search it should come up. I also will post some of this on 
all my um, socials. My main one is Facebook, so you can, if you haven't liked the page, I post everything on the page. So if you haven't like, if you don't have access to the page, just like the page and then you'll have access to it. But uh, let me just get the linking up now. So this is, I mean, these rankings are basically going to be for January. So right now I have number one, I have BC High. And technically that's where they're at right now. BC High has definitely been the best team in the state. They're probably going to stay at number one in the upcoming month for February. Um, they got one of the better players in the state, in Mike, uh, Mike Lung, Lungney. He's been very good, uh, I mean, on both ends of the floor. Can get steals, can get blocks. He's he's like about six three, um, so good size, and has good perimeter skills. He can play out on the perimeter and pretty much plays out on the perimeter for them. So it's like rare to see that in Massachusetts to see guys that are six three, six four playing out on the perimeter. Usually they have those guys play inside, but he has the ability to handle the ball, play like a guard out there. That's why he's getting. He might get a little bit of D uh, Division one love. I mean. I mean, I, I think I checked him. He has a few offers, but nothing too major as of right now. But he's having a strong season right now. He's been, he's been um, very good. Um, and lately, they just beat uh, Malden Catholic. They beat them sixty-one to thirty-one, which he had a big game in that game. He had uh, Lungy had twenty-seven points. Um, Greg Cooper is another guy to look out for as well. Um, he also plays at that guard position. He's a little, he's a little bit shorter, about six one, but both of them are very, very good shooters. They shoot the ball well from the outside, and, and they're pretty efficient, you know, offensive players. And they really get out in transition well. They really cause a lot of turnovers. They play very good defense. They're very destructive out there. It all starts pretty much with them. They they got a big team up front as well. So look out for BC High. I mean, I think that's a team that as they sit in the D1, you know, up top D1 right now with a pretty strong record. They're undefeated right now at 12-0. and 0. A few of those games have been COVID affected. That's probably why they haven't played as many games. But like I said, Massachusetts starts their league a little bit later than, you know, all the other states for their season. Later than the other states, so they, like I said, they're probably gonna finish off later on the February. So you'll probably see them get around twenty or so games in there, and we'll get to see where their record's gonna be at the end of the February, and see how they stack up with all the top teams right now. But as of right now, I think they're number one for a reason, and they're probably gonna stay like that in this upcoming ranking that I'm gonna put out. Um, so if you look at the next team I have, which I think they're going to end up dropping, Malden Catholic. I had them at number two in January, beginning of January, but they're going to end up dropping because they end up losing to BC High recently. Right now, they're sitting at three losses right now. So they they lost to BC High twice. So that's like a huge thing for them to do, to lose to them twice. And... They're in Division Two, so they're not in Division One. So when you 
lose three games in your Division Two, it's going to definitely hurt you. They didn't play a lot of games either. I think they've only played 10 games so far, 10, 11 games. So they have a low number of wins. They don't even have double-digit wins yet. They only have seven wins on the year, as of, you know, according to Max Preps. So, dot com. So they're, 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 you know, slacking a little bit as far as, like, wins in, in games played. And it's definitely going to affect them. That's for sure. For teams that, like, played a lot of games, like Beverly. Beverly played a lot of games, which I'm going to get into them later on in the show. But Malden Catholic, I just think... They're just, you know, even though they have some good individual talent, I still think they're slacking and, you know, just team play. Their, their team doesn't play together. They do have individual talent, but that can only go so far. And they they've definitely have been struggling of late, just especially 31 points against BC High is, is just not a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of other teams that BCI played that scored more points than that. So I was just in a big game where you know the state was ex, you know you know everyone was expecting them to play a little bit better than that, and they fell short by that much, especially when they played against that team before. Which I think just think that's pretty inex, inexcusable to have that type of performance. I don't care if it's on the road. That's a, that's a tough way to go out but um yeah so we'll talk about the next team which recently i haven't was able to get the score for this one but uh brookline i have number three in this ranking and brookline's been pretty good they've only had two losses on the year i don't have a, a ton of information on them but um far as i know they have one game upcoming against newton north which I think was yesterday. Like I was mentioning that it wasn't even information on that game, but they played Newton North um, yesterday. So as soon as I can get that, I would definitely put it out in the next pod. Um, hopefully Brookline will be still up top. I, I mean, Brooklyn's had, Brookline has had a very strong season. They've only lost two or three games this year. I think they have 12 or 13 wins. Not a, I don't know the exact number, but... I think they might drop a little bit because I the next team I'm gonna talk about I really are gonna really have high praise for because they definitely have really been great and they're there's only been three undefeated teams so far in mass so far it's been BC High Andover and Beverly so they one of those uh, Andover's one of those teams which Brookline you know obviously they have a couple losses so they're gonna drop they're not gonna be number three next month which. Like I said, I'm, I just mentioned uh, the this undefeated team that's been very good up late has been Andover. Um, they I had them sitting at four in this ranking, which most likely I have them probably going to be number two um, behind BC High. I think they've really been extremely consistent, obviously being undefeated and being perfect. Obviously, that explains it all. But I think that they might pretty much have the best front line in the state. Um, Aiden Cameron is maybe the best big guy in the state. He sits at six nine. He's getting a lot. He's getting a few D one offers. Um, and then they also have Logan uh, Satlow. He sits a little bit, a couple inches tall, uh, shorter than him. I think he's about uh, stands at like 
I don't know exactly where he stands at, but he stands at like maybe looking at the film, he stands at about six five or so. So they got a a big, enormous front line, and it really helps their defense um, significantly to have that back end of defense to to uh, to protect the paint and rim protect. And Cayman's been good, and Sadlow's been good. They recently had a game against Central Catholic. They were able to play well in that game. Um, Cayman had 19 points in that game, and, and they really shut down one of the top-scoring teams in the, in the state. Central Catholic was averaging close to 70 points per game, and they were able to shut them down, and they pretty much only allowed 43 points in that game. So really outstanding defensive effort for them. Um I don't know. I just have a lot of high praise for them. I think they're a really strong basketball team, and they have, they're very experienced. One of the more experienced teams in the state as well. I mean, that's what happens when you bring guys back and you get guys that you can, you know, put on varsity early on as sophomores or, or freshmen. I mean, which I'm going to mention a team that's really lucky. They got they got like two freshmen big guys that. I think there's a team in Maine that's, which, yeah, Nokomis. Nokomis has two freshman bigs that I'm going to get into later on in the show. And that seems like it's going to be a long time. Already almost 15 minutes in, I'm still talking about, you know, the first couple teams in Massachusetts. And we still got a long night to get all these teams and um, players talked about. But you got to love Nandover. Their front line is definitely going to carry them. Um, they got one big game against Newton North tomorrow, so that will decide a lot. We'll have to see how they do against that one, which, again, Newton North just coming off of the tough game against Brookline, so that's two tough games for them, and then they got to play Andover, so that's pretty tough. Well, see, excuse me, what am I... Excuse me, I meant to say that Newton North is playing BC High. So BC High will be playing, excuse me, will be playing Newton North tomorrow. That's for Andover. I'd like to see what their next game is. Let me uh, double check that. So the Andover's next game is yeah against Newton North. So I, I don't know, my notes is kind of unclear, but yeah, they do, Andover is playing Newton North tomorrow, 4 p.m. If anyone wants to attend, it's going to be in Andover. So that should be a, a pretty good game because Newton North, as well as Brookline, um, they've been pretty good. Newton North, I think, this is seven and one on the year. They haven't played a lot of games either, so should be should be a good one. Um, well, let's get into the next game, uh, next team. But on my ranking, as I'm trying to find it, but here we are back at it again. Oh, right on cue. Uh, number five, I have Beverly, which I think Beverly will most likely go up they'll probably end up being number three right behind Andover and BC High particularly because they've been very consistent 
undefeated as well. And they've had some big wins this year. They beat Lynn English. They beat Malden. Well, actually, excuse me. They have upcoming games against Lynn English and Malden Catholic upcoming this month. And they've dominated. I mean, they really haven't. They've already clinched their division already. With, you know, just been dominating everyone. Lynn English has had a down year this year. So when they do play Lynn English, doesn't mean that it may not be a tough game for them. Because believe me, Lynn English is. They they got very good individual talent. They just haven't had the best team this year. They haven't been as deep as they had been in the past. But Beverly's been able to kind of be that team this year up north, you know, representing the North Shore. Um, they, and they've dominated. One of the better shooting teams in the state, uh, Ryder Frost and Gabe Copeland pretty much leads them. Uh, Ryder Frost is a very good all-around player. Same thing with Gabe Copeland. Gabe Copeland's a very good two-way player. A very bulky guy. Um, definitely tough, physical. Looks like a football player out there. Um, kind of plays, you know, he's like a utility guy because he does everything for them. He's a good passer as well. I mean, I was looking at the film and I was really impressed by his, you know, vision and passing ability. So, Beverly's a team that, to represent, you know, Division One North, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with up there. Um, a lot of teams up north have been down this year. Lowell's been down. Um, Lawrence has been down. So Beverly's really been a team that really is definitely the front runner to definitely win that division and probably go far in the playoffs. They're definitely in a very good position right now as far as seeding goes, and they just got to keep winning games. Just, you know, it's been a weak year for them up north, so they've been taking advantage of it, and they got the experience. And, I mean, they may not be the most experienced team, but they are they got very good individual talent with those two guys, Frost and, and, and Copeland, and they're just riding those two. Um, they recently played Salem, and they won 65-55, to 55, which might have been probably their biggest challenge of the season. Um, but Copeland still played well. He had 22 points. Frost had 16 points, five rebounds, five assists. So you got to love Beverly. They're going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with up north and got to look out for them. But I would say if you had, if I had to say, you might have to go outside of Division One to really look at a team that might be as talented as Beverly. And I think St. Mary's in D3 is a, is a team to be reckoned with. They may not, obviously, they're not going to probably, they probably ain't going to be able to play Beverly in the playoffs. So, like I said, Beverly will probably win their division and probably win their, you know, the, they'll win their playoff seat, uh, playoff bracket pretty easily. And then whoever they face in the South, who knows how that's going to um, end up. But St. Mary's will probably easily win Division Three. Are definitely a team that's been a front runner all year long, fourteen and one. Um, I think this is one of the better St. Mary teams that they've had in a long time. As far as a D three team, they definitely are stacked and really deep. Um, they went to Florida to play two games in Florida, and they beat uh, a team in Florida it was uh, Gulf Coast. They beat them. They beat Lynn English. They beat Classical. So they beat all the Lynn teams. Um, they do play Brockton tonight. Um, don't know the results of that yet. Brockton's got good individual talent. Burton and, and Lutz is a pretty good big guy for them. So 
We'll have to see how they do against Brockton tonight. And they're led by David Brown, a very, you know, he's short. He's about 5'9", but he's he's a very quick, quick athletic twitch guard. Um, plays well on both ends of the floor, gets rebounds. He's gritty out there, but also can can shoot the ball as well as slash. So they really lean on him, and they got a lot of athleticism, and they play very good defense. So St. Mary's is definitely a team to be reckoned with in D3. And we did mention Malden Catholic already. But uh, let's take a look at the rest of the ranking, which I had St. Mary's at number six. Springfield Central, look out for them. They're out west. They don't really play a lot of high-level teams, so I'm not going to really get into them. Central Catholic, we just talked about at number eight. And then I have Franklin and then Needham. Needham has fell a bit, so I don't think they're going to be in the rank next ranking next uh, week. I'm pretty much going to put it out next week. So look out for it next week, the um, full ranking from Massachusetts. And you can all you can find it on the local tab. Click on the local tab. It should be under T1, Tier 1, Mass and Connecticut High School. High school rankings. Or Mass and Connecticut High Schools. Let's abbreviate it. And then to round it out, you have number 9 Franklin, which is out you know, where I'm at in the South Shore, you know, close to Foxborough. Um, and then we have, again, like I just mentioned, Needham, which I think they're going to fall. I think Franklin might stay in there somewhere. Central Catholic, debatable, we we'll to see. So, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for everyone. If you want to see the rest of that ranking, check out my website, and I'll hopefully I will – not hopefully, I will post the, um, once I have it done, I will post it on the socials. So look out for that next week. And if anyone wants to know my top five for the private schools, I have, well, I'm going to change it for next month, but la last month I had Northfield, Mount Hermon. Uh, Rubenham, Rubenham and Munson, which pretty much the top player in the state plays at Kyle Flimsky, which is committed to Duke. Then you have number three, you have Springfield Commonwealth. We've got a lot of good D1 talent on that team. Then you have Christian Academy, and then you have Bradford Christian to round up the top five. So I have a top 10 list of the public schools. Then I have a top five list of the private schools. So those are like pretty much where you find all your D1 talent and those, you know, top, you know, all those, you know, Nipsack, private schools. You're going to find all the D1 talent there. And then and I had a top game this week for that page, which I pretty much post, try to post every week. I try to post a top game and... It was pretty much Central Catholic versus Andover. So. But to end, to round off the mass, you know, mass review, I have, I have Pembroke as like a Cinderella type team. Um, They, they, they are in division two. So. I might put them in the rank, this next upcoming ranking because they're undefeated. They're 14 and 0. 
Um, they got some pretty good size, and they they got. They, I've looked at the film with them. They're they're pretty good. I would say they're they're you know they deserve to be in the in the discussion of maybe the top teams in the state. You know, if you're Division Two, I know they didn't play a lot of talent, but you're Division Two. You're undefeated. You sh- you deserve to at least be in the discussion. I like to like at least put most of the teams in Division One in it because Division One you're playing the best teams in the state. Division One are pretty much all the best teams in the state, and that's that goes for every state. All right, so uh, so we're gonna move on to Connecticut, which Connecticut's deep. They got a, a ton of talent. We'll start with, you know, looking at our rankings for last month to get everything started. For number one, I had Bristol Central, which pretty much holds the, you know, top player in the state, Donovan Klingian, which he's going to UConn. Which I mentioned in the last podcast, the kid's a complete stud. Seven foot one, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Literally is like almost averaging a twenty twenty. He's averaging twenty points or twenty rebounds per game. Something crazy, like almost ten blocks a game. Something like ridiculous, like video game type numbers. When you're playing on on Ricky Ricky level on two K, like that's how dominant he's been. Like nobody can really stop him because he's so much bigger than everyone else. He decided to stay and play play public school and like he could have easily went to you know play at a NEPSAC school or a private school but he like I said he chose to stay at Bristol Central and he's their team's been dominant they haven't lost at all this year I have them at number one I even though I might drop them only because Notre Dame West Haven which we're going to mention right now. Notre Dame West Haven's 20 and 0. Like they've been pretty pretty dominant this year. They haven't they played a lot of good talent this year. And I mean, when you're 20 0 in Connecticut, you're you're doing something. I mean, the thing is with, you know, is it the debate with Bristol Central? Bristol Central plays in class 2, which technically kind of is division 2. So, there's still very good te- uh, teams in Connecticut in Division Two or Class Two, but it's not at the level of Notre Dame West Haven. What Notre Dame West Haven is playing against a lot more tougher schedule, and they play almost everyone. They also play D two, Class Two schools, and and a lot of Class One schools. So it's gonna they have a little bit more of a tougher schedule, and they plus they played more games than Bristol Central. They played six more games. Which their season might end a little bit earlier because of that. But they've been very good. Um, they've been led by uh, Makai Connor and Tajay Jones. Um, they, and they're also playing. I'm going to see. No, they, they're not playing tonight. But they their recent game, they beat Hand 69-41. to so again, they're a very good defensive team. They score a lot of points. I think there was one game I looked up where they scored over ninety something points. I mean, they can really score. They can really defend. They're very athletic. They can shoot the ball really well. 
So, I'm just looking at an interview from the Celtics. So, Celtics um, doing well so far. I had to, like, might have to change my opinion from the last segment that I put on, you know, kind of berating them a bit. They, they've been playing well late. I had to give them props. Uh, they did, they beat Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday and they end up beating Detroit tonight. So, so far they had the longest winning streak they've had all year long. And like I mentioned, the first segment, they, they have the magic. So they got a bunch of cupcakes they're going to beat up on. So they might as well take advantage of the schedule. That was my point in the last segment. But anyways, back to high school. Um, yeah, so. Makai Connor, Tajay Jones, those guys are pretty much solidify that backcourt. Um, you got to love them. I think they're going to be um, a team to be reckoned with in D1. A few other teams I like as well. I have I had Northwich Free Academy, which kind of fell. You know, they've had a couple of losses of late. Um, they dropped the game against St. Bernard. They dropped the game against New London, which New London was a bad loss for them. So that is the reason why they're dropping for sure. They were looking good. They were undefeated, and then they just lost a few games, so that really hurt them. So if I were to make a ranking, I would probably make Notre Dame West Haven number one, then Bristol Central number two. Or well, I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely debatable. I have to see. Because there's some games over the weekend. Who knows if they one of those teams might lose. But as of right now, I have Notre Dame, West Haven, number one, Bristol Central, number two. And then uh, Najwatuk, which has been, has been, you know, a bit of a surprise. But they, they've they had a, they, they don't get enough recognition, basically. that They don't get enough attention like Bristol Central does and West Haven does. But... They've been very good. Uh, Nadratuk is led by um, I'm trying to see. They're led by a very like I looked at the film. I looked at the film at them, and they're they're very athletic. Um, they like to get up and down. They pressure the ball. Um, they're led by Avery Hennett and Ase Akpoma, which is they're both them are very athletic guards, and they pretty much. Um, they really, their team is led by that. They do have a decent front line. It's not a huge front line, but their backcourt is really athletic and elite. As far as like maybe maybe the best in the state. Um, usually that usually the you know Windsor is usually really in in regards Windsor, which is another team in, in you know up top that I'm gonna mention that they're usually up there as well. As far as like the athleticism goes. You know, UConn's very round-rounded. Coming, I think out of all the teams in the New England region, I think UConn, I mean, why did I say UConn? Connecticut is, like, probably well-rounded with, you know, a lot of teams that have athleticism, you know, a lot of teams that have size or, like, pretty good size, like, for, like, high school teams. Like, they're, they're up there with, like, maybe, you know, you know, as far as, like, national teams go. There's a few teams that I would say that can kind of compete with some of those other teams in different states that are a little bit more high-level high school talent. They definitely have some teams that can probably go out there. I would like to see some of them, especially like the top Connecticut teams, 
go out to maybe New York or go out to Chicago, you know, Illinois and, you know, or California or maybe Texas to compete against those teams in non-conference schedules just to see how they fare. Because I think there's some of them that they can probably compete against some of those teams. As we've seen, you know, Lynn English go, you know, out west. I think they played a team in uh, North Dakota, you know, two years ago. And then there's a few teams that have played, you know, St. Mary's ended up going down south of Florida to play a game. So I like to see a little bit more of that, especially if it's a team that is, you know, got a lot of talent. They're pretty deep. They should need they need to test themselves and go to different states to see how they fare in different states. Especially, you know, it would be nice. And another opportunity which I wish I was able to cover a little bit more of the Hoop Hall, the Spalding Hoop Hall Classic, which I I mean I promise you guys that I was going to like cover at least make an article on it. And I wasn't able to do it and I apologize for that. But um you look at the hoop hall. I mean, Bristol Central went to uh, the hoop hall, and they did, they they competed well in that. A few other teams went to it as well, and that's definitely an opportunity to kind of, you know, meet up with those top tier teams. You know, all those um, teams out of state. I'm trying to like think of some that are like that most people would know about, but I. It, can't really think of it at the moment, but you gotta love the um the the talent level of of the the death of Connecticut. They definitely are the cream of the crop, far as like maybe because they're close to New York. They definitely have you know a lot of a lot of high level talent all over the state. So. We'll wrap that up far as like far as that goes and, and Nantucket, Nagratuck. Uh the next team, we have number five, we have Windsor. Windsor is a team that has been good. Um they're thirteen and two on the season. And they're led by um big guy Tyler Betsy. And then they have an athletic um backcourt as well that they really rely on to press the ball. They're they're known as a uh, a full court press type of team. That's like the style that they like to play. And Tyler Betts is a guy that can go inside and out, uh, shoot the ball, and really stretch the floor. And they and I would have to say with Windsor, they've been good, but I mean they're not as good as they've been in the past. So. But I'm just trying. I have a note here. I'm trying to. Anyways, but yeah, but sorry. But yeah, I would say Windsor is is a team that's. Um, they definitely took a, a, a took a hit this year. They're not as talented as past years. East Catholic, same thing. They're definitely not as talented as past years. There's been new teams that have pretty much taken over that spot, which we all know we see in pretty much Bristol Central, uh, NFAA, and then Notre Dame West Haven. So, but yeah, so we'll look at number six. We have Wilbur Cross. 
I really don't have much on them, but uh, they're a team that's been decent this year, but I think they're dropping because I've seen them take a few losses of late. So I don't know if they're going to be in the top 10 next, but we'll see. At number seven, I have Northwest Catholic. I think they're going to go up because they've been, they've been fairly consistent. Um, their front court is really good. You know, Hayden Abdullah. Um, they just added a freshman. I think they got from the freshman team, which is Vladimir Dikayet, which is uh, six. He's I believe he's six eight. So he's very tall. Him and Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Abdullah, you know, both range out as six six nine and six eight. So you got a very huge front line. Maddie Curtis is pretty much rounds out on the wing. Very good shooter for him for them. So they're like a you know they're a sleeper team. They're a little bit on the outside looking in, but they still got a very good record. They have a very good seed far as like the playoffs go, and you can't you can't sleep on a lot of these teams. I think there's a lot of good teams. You know, maybe five or six good teams I would say that could possibly beat that top team. Like it's it's pretty good. It's a lot of parity, like I mentioned, a lot of parity. And you can't count out any of these teams, particularly these top six teams. You can't count them out. You know, you got Windsor as well, and then maybe East Catholic with seven, seven or eight losses. They're still a team that has some talent, individual talent, where if someone goes off, that can be everything. And then there's a few guys um, I would like to mention far as like we all mentioned Donovan Klingy is what like maybe the top player in the state, but I like this other kid too, Keyshawn Mitchell, which plays for Capital Prep. His team is, you know, up there as far as those six teams I was talking about, along with Wilbur Cross. Um, keep an eye on them. I mean, they're a team that could, you know, make some noise in the tournament as well, or make some noise in the playoffs as well. Uh the kids averaging close to a 20, 20 and like something ridiculous. I was looked it up. It's saying that he was twenty. I don't know. He's six, he's only he's six eight. He's not he's not done with Clinchy's size. So I don't know if I agree with that note that was that I was looking up or that that article I was looking up. But he's averaging a double double. I know that he's averaging a double double. Something like 20 and 10 or so. So obviously that's not accurate. I'm kind of just putting out what I was able to, what I was able to look for. And, and that's what I was able to find was that he was averaging double, double from multiple sources. So, and he's getting a little bit of division one, you know, attention. So does look a little frail, does needs to gain a little bit of weight. But other than that, like he's definitely a you know dominant athletic kid. So look out for Keyshawn Mitchell as well as someone that that could get some love in Division One, might get an offer or two, or he probably already has. Who knows? And then we'll have to see if he's you know how that works out at the end of the season and see how his team how his team performs. You know in the playoffs. All right, so, so to round out 
the rest of the top 10. For last month, I had Holy Cross at number 8, which I don't really have much on them. Capital Prep, we just mentioned with Keyshawn Mitchell. And then Kennard, which they fell a bit. But they got a nice player led by um, a 6'5", you know, small forward, Riley Fox. So, like I said, it's always rare to see a guy that can, you know, be 6'5", 6'6", 6'4", that can play out on the perimeter. Usually they like to put those guys inside. He can play out on the perimeters. So he's 6'5", and he can, you know, he can go out there, handle the ball, shoot the ball. So, again, Division One. that's, you know, you can potentially get a little bit of Division One attention if you can have those abilities, and he has those abilities. So I would say that rounds out pretty much Connecticut. Got a little, um, just the depth of Connecticut. I mean, any I think any team can pretty much shock anyone. It's so, the parity is so good. There's so much talent, you know, all over the state. And who knows what's going to happen. I mean, as of right now, I have Notre Dame West Haven number one right now, but who knows what could happen in the next couple of weeks. Everything could change in the next couple of weeks. Things could shake up, and we could be looking at someone else different by the end of the month. We'll have to see. All right, so we're going to wrap this segment up. Um, for the next segment, I got I got New Hampshire, which that should be fairly quick. Then I have Rhode Island. That should be fairly quick. And then we'll have probably the most intriguing to me which is you know Maine I I like Maine I think Maine right behind Massachusetts and Connecticut they got a lot of talent and then you know hit and miss with, with the Vermont and New Hampshire and there's a few good teams in those states but they're not like well-rounded like Connecticut and Massachusetts is I think Maine is definitely a team you know very deep you know state as far as talent goes you know they're very underrated I would just say that most people don't expect Maine to be good at basketball, but they're 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 making strides. I, I definitely see some talent. I see some kids that are very big, and they look like the some guys look like D one prospects. I was really raving about uh, JP Estrell in the last pod. I mean that kid's gonna get is is gonna get some offers. He's definitely gonna be in D one somewhere. But uh, we're gonna um wrap this segment up, and then we'll come right back, and then we'll end the show with those. Results from those other states. So you listen to the Rinsing Nets podcast. Your host Rob Morris. I'll be right back.